Welcome back to another edition of the UNW Flock Talk podcast. We've got myself, Tyler Crabb, and Wyatt Morrell here in the Remnant Studios. Thank you, Remnant, for letting us film or record our uh, podcast we in your studio. We could do a film, too, though. Have, like, yeah. a camera on us, post it to YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that'd going be, above and beyond. That would be uh, very above and beyond. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, just like the basketball games were last night up yeah. at UW-Superior. The men's team started off the night playing up there with a chance to clinch at least a share of the conference title uh, for the regular season, and they did that with a 70-64 to victory. Wyatt, uh, what were your initial thoughts seeing the uh, score and the box scores and all that stuff? Yeah, so we're going to have Johnny Erickson joining us, so we won't go too in-depth with this by any means, but just initial thoughts of it. So we had baseball practice last night. We're trying to watch this on their live stream, and it's just a black screen. So it was very <laughs> disappointing we couldn't watch the first half. We were just listening to their broadcaster, and it just seemed like Northwestern couldn't really connect on anything. Superior was up by as many as 12, I think, in the first half. So then we go, something like that. we go into practice, and one of our assistant coaches eventually tells us, oh, yeah, they came back, they won by five. So that was great to hear. And then just looking at the box score, I think it was a really nice balanced effort. It's good to see Noah Alm lead the team in scoring again. He was right at his season average with 18, I believe. Mm, so like it's a big-time win. Even though they didn't put up the numbers they usually do, they went on the road and got a win. So big-time win for the men's team. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, very balanced performance. One thing that I thought was very interesting was, uh, I'm not even going to try to say his name because we've tried to say it in past episodes, but Vid, Vid. Uh, had four <laughs> fouls at halftime in this one. I don't know okay. if he knew that. but So I heard him say, I heard the broadcaster say, he was like, that's his fourth foul, and I was like, "Did somebody just pick up their fourth foul in the first half?" Yeah, and it was him. Yeah, it was. Wow, vid. it was vid. They, Interesting. They came out, and I was watching the game, and they came out at halftime, and he started the second half, and the announcer, um, I don't even know who the announcer was, but he made the comment. He's like, "They're gonna start vid with four fouls here in the second half," and I was, I was blown away. I was like, "I cannot believe that you're doing this." That's almost a little bit of like dive like formula like do or die type at yeah, desperation I mean, yeah and they were winning at halftime too they were up 34 to 27 so like i didn't quite understand that like because he is statistically one of their best players so he never why, did why, foul out no i <laughs> amazingly i was surprised that the eagles didn't get him out of the game because yeah. uh, of how much they attacked the rim in this one and uh scored inside the paint uh but I was just blown away that they felt the need to play him that uh, that much in the first half. Um, and then they had a lot of foul trouble outside of him, too, with yeah. three other players finishing with four fouls and then another player with three. So very well-balanced effort from the Eagles. And uh, congratulations to them on securing that one seed in the UMAC postseason tournament. Uh, they will host the winner of St. Scholastica and crown that'll take place next week they'll be at saint scholastica this saturday where you can hear me and wyatt on the remnant uh calling that one uh having some fun with that what what was that did what you was, hear that no i didn't hear oh there's that. some sort of buzzing i just heard in the studio i'm not sure oh, it might, it might where have that been, came from might have been from the mic or something Interesting. like that who knows sometimes the equipment is uh a little interesting <laughs> at times but uh, moving on here, the girls game. The girls 
needed last night's game to keep their hopes alive for the one seed uh, in tournament play or to even get the uh, get a home matchup uh, in this one. Unfortunately, they fell short uh, playing without sixth man Robin uh, Megan Roberts, excuse me, uh, who fractured her fibula. So we wish her all the best as she uh, recovers from that and gets ready. Um, for next season and for the lacrosse season that's upcoming. Yeah. But uh, the Eagles in this one fell 85-58. to 58. Wyatt, I know you were looking into this one as you're covering it for the website this week. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, uh, that article will be up later this uh, tonight or this afternoon. If you want to check it out, go to our website, flocktalk.com. Uh, honestly... The part you just said right there, you kind of hit the nail right on the head with the hammer. If Roberts is out, it's going to be extremely hard for this team to go on the road in a tough environment and and come away with a win. And Kelsey obviously didn't shoot well. It just was kind of a perfect storm of a bad game for this team. So they just need to shake it off, get ready for a big one on Saturday, avenge a home loss to this Glasgow team that really came into our house here in the Erickson Center and kind of ran them off the floor. So it, it's a disappointing loss, but you can't hang your head on it by any means for too long. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and the Roberts injury, you just you feel bad for her. You feel bad for this team. We know what she's capable of and mm-hmm. the weapon she is off the bench. So they'll need to find some other answers and some other people are going to have to step up and it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, like you mentioned, Roberts obviously provides a lot of scoring off of the bench uh, for the Eagles. And looking at it last night, the bench just was, didn't have that same spark. Haley Pop did provide eight points, which was... Uh, tied for the second most uh, on the team with Jordan Sovey and Brooklyn DeCam. Uh, but, I mean, just a tough ball when you lose someone who's that valuable. I want to say she's like third or fourth on the team in scoring. Mm-hmm. On, she was on in double, double figures. Yeah, I mean, she consistently provided, and she provided a spark too defensively, mm-hmm. um, playing that three and four position for the Eagles and she's so Um, athletic in that matchup mm -hmm, zone so yeah yeah, lots of different areas where she can help Mm -hmm. she she really uh really provides that spark and last night uh just looked like it was lacking a little bit just needed uh that energy uh and I think for this Saturday we talked about uh, as they go up to Sklaska and try to avenge that loss, they're going to need to find someone who can take some pressure off of the starters uh, and can provide a little bit of scoring. Uh, Like you mentioned, obviously, Kelsey's shooting just had a bad night, and uh, she'll have to bounce back from that. And uh, the Eagles, just in general, not a fantastic night, only shooting uh, 39% from the field. Um, They'll have to improve on that uh, for Saturday's game. With the Roberts injury, though, I wanted to look at our fantasy, yeah. uh, our fantasy game, uh, because Wyatt did have Megan as one of his players, and when we found out the injury, uh, we, we let Wyatt switch, uh, which one seems of his fair. So thank you yep. for allowing me to. Oh, do Oh yeah, that. no, I would. I, I, I mean, in a real fantasy league, there would be we there would be ads and drops, up, yep. and injured reserves. Yeah. So so we let Wyatt pick someone up, uh, and he decided to pick up Miranda Crenshaw, uh, and. Wyatt, I'm sorry to say, man, you're you're in a little bit of a hole here early. It was a tough Wednesday night, let's just say. <laughs> for uh, predictions weren't necessarily horrible as far as the no. games went, but uh, fantasy was not great for me. 
No, your 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 predictions were better than mine, and we'll talk about that in a second. The fantasy score at the end of the day, uh, Wyatt has forty nine points. I have seventy four points. So Wyatt's <sighs> got a little bit of a hold to dig out of in that game that we're going to go call this weekend, uh, and we will bring you our new players and team this uh, later in this episode. End it probably right. We'll probably end. Yeah, with we'll it. probably end with that. So. You can expect that later on in the podcast. Uh, looking at the game predictions, though, Wyatt said that it wasn't that bad. Wyatt's predictions were definitely a lot closer than mine. Uh, for the men's game, I predicted 93-84, to 84, which uh, the Eagles did win, which I was right on that yeah. end. Uh, my score was a little off, though, as I gave the Eagles an extra 23 points. <laughs> and Superior, I gave, like an extra 20 points yeah um so that's just a tad off you were a lot well, closer you had 83 to 75 yes i mean it's about 15 each then so yeah. a little bit better a little bit closer but it was not the kind of game we expected no no for sure not not as high scoring i mean it was only 34 to 27 at halftime yeah uh which is probably i without looking at it i assume is probably the lowest first half mark for the eagles this season <laughs> it was the lowest total in uh in a game yeah overall so probably was the lowest and we'll talk a little bit about that with johnny here in a little bit uh the women's side we both did predict the yellow jackets uh and we both hated to do it but we were both right on that front we just the score obviously was a little bit different than what we predicted i predicted uh 73 to 67 yellow jackets win you predicted 69 to 57 so you were uh, a lot closer than I was. Uh, you actually were only one point off on the Eagles score. Yeah. Uh, you had 57. They scored 58. It was the 85 from the Yellow Jackets that uh, did us in there. But And, again, we didn't know Roberts was going to be nope. out at the time. Nope. We made these predictions either. Yep. So Yeah. I mean, I don't know how Just much. Just to factor it, that in. That wouldn't have necessarily I, made yeah. a huge difference, I don't think. No, but. I think I think realistically we probably would have kept them the same. Um but you know that that's how it goes sometimes, and uh, unfortunately for the Eagles, they just they, they come away with at least the men's do. They come away with that uh, conference title for the regular season, that one seed. Uh, the women, unfortunately, will probably be the three seed now uh, in the conference tournament, and they will be playing at. I want it'll be the winner More of than Saturday's likely, game. Yeah. So Bethany Lutheran yeah. and Wisconsin Superior play on Saturday. Yep. The winner gets the one seed. The loser gets the two seed. Whoever loses that game, Northwestern will be traveling to them uh, to compete in the first round of that. For the men's tournament, previewing that, Northwestern will hold the one seed. And as we mentioned, they will take on the winner of Crown and St. Scholastica. And then Bethany Lutheran will play St. Scholastica in the 2-3 matchup. The the host of that game will be de- determined on Saturday when Bethany Lutheran and Superior play. Uh, so both the men's and women's Bethany Lutheran Wisconsin Superior games hold quite a bit of weight. <laughs> well, now wait a minute too here though. If you look at this, Morris is sitting ten and five. Northwestern's eleven and four in the women's. Are they? So if Northwestern, let's just say, loses and Morris wins, they're both eleven and five. Could they even potentially slip to as far as the four seed now? Potentially, I, that'd be interesting. I did not actually realize that, so that is possible. That and is possible. Scholastica is sitting at seven and eight. They're fighting with North Central for the five. North Central's eight and seven. 
So if Scholastica wins and North Central loses, Scholastica can still take that five seed. So, and, and interestingly enough, North Central plays Morris. So, oh boy, it's there's a lot that can there's happen a lot on Saturday. On this weekend. Yeah, it's a yeah, big weekend. That's a good in the catch UMAC. by you. So technically, they could we could end up with the four seed in that one. Uh, good call. So if that's the case, then they would host. Uh, if Morris were to win and Northwestern were to lose, yep. then Northwestern would host Scholastica. And or I would North. say that's Monday oh, night yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. in the Erickson Center. So that's yeah. that not on the line. For well, and not only that, you, you add the extra game in. I think that's the biggest deal with that situation. Because mm-hmm. honestly, playing at Bethany or at Superior in the first round, whether you, you know, you're the three or the four seed, I don't think it makes a big deal. They're both mm-hmm. tough, and you're probably going to yep. have to beat them both. But uh, the extra game is where that would really factor in, just as yeah. far as your legs go and everything. And with uh, the depth that you lost with Roberts as well, that also uh, would play a factor in that. If you happen to play extra games, you're put more wear on the body. We're going into transition now. We're going to have Johnny Erickson in the studio. Now in the studio with us, we've got Johnny Erickson of the men's basketball team. Johnny, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, why you decided to pick Northwestern. and Yeah, for sure. Um, I am from South Minneapolis, so short drive here. Um, grew up in South Minneapolis. Why I chose Northwestern is just I went to camp I went to a Northwestern camp my sophomore year, I think it was. Um, that was the first time I met Coach. Uh, he was just super cool, down-to-earth guy. Um, and then continuing on from there, been going to a lot of Northwestern games from with my grandpa. And every time we went, we was just like, it felt like a good place, a good fit for me. And then continuing on, got a scholarship to go here academically, which was a lot of help. But just the community here, the guys here, coaches here was it all just seemed like a right fit so yeah and that's ultimately I was like this is a place I see myself going so that's why I chose Northwestern ultimately yeah uh so Johnny we kind of have a little bit of a background uh from when we were younger even going to school together a little bit why don't you talk a little bit about that as far as like your schooling growing up oh it was it's definitely it was definitely interesting like I'm more of an introvert myself so growing up I grew up homeschooled so that really fit into my personality and I came from a very conservative household so you know you always hear the stereotypical homeschooler oh, yeah. that was uh, yeah yeah that was that was kind of me growing up <laughs> but I really enjoyed it you know homeschooling is kind of a lot of the college feel where you set your own schedule you you know work on your own time but yeah, I'm, I mean, I enjoyed it. I got taught by my mom. Um, it was fun. And I got to go to different homeschool co-ops where yep. we eventually met and had, had a few classes together. Yeah, and then my sophomore year was when I went to a private school um, in South Minneapolis. And so that was a big change because it was a lot more people I saw on a daily basis than I ever had. So kind of breaking out of my bubble, but definitely prepared me for coming to college with a lot more people around. So... Yeah, for yeah. sure. So what is the pregame meal of choice, Johnny? Like getting ready for a big game, especially like one like last night. What what's the ideal pregame meal? Ideal pregame meal? <laughs> I I don't know like so we always have what the coaches order us, so like 
this year it's been Jimmy John's, but that's getting kind of old. So <laughs> my ideal pregame meal was probably noodles and company. That's okay. Probably. Yesterday, though, I went with Panera, so I had right. to switch it up a little bit. But, yeah, I'd say ideal pregame is probably noodles and company. To go off that just really quick, uh, my brother, when he played here, they would always, for home games, eat at Pippin's. Did they close that before your freshman year, or did you ever get to eat at Pippin's? Yeah, no, my freshman year was the last year. Okay. And honestly, that's probably, like, one of the saddest things that's ever happened <laughs> to know. Northwestern basketball. Like, <laughs> when I heard they were closing that down, it's like, no pregame meals at Pippin's on, like... It, it it hurt it hurt so but yeah yep i got that i got that for one year so nice what what's the the pregame playlist uh what what genre are you going with oh, or like man. favorite type of music definitely going well i guess on a more regular basis i i choose hip-hop Sometimes, sometimes i'm in the fields though before a game which i don't understand but i'll be listening <laughs> to more like a more like slowed down, like some maybe Justin Bieber, you know, some <laughs> stuff like that. But definitely, definitely hip hop. So for sure, rap. can't go wrong with that. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, to kind of start to transition more towards the court, let's go with this one. In your three years here in Northwestern, which team would you say has been the most fun to be a part of? That's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, you think about over the past three years that you've got yep. to play with. Yep. It's so hard because each team has just a different dynamic. Uh, but I don't know, maybe maybe last year's team because you had your dynamic of, like, older guys who, um, you know, are more serious but then also have their goofy side. And then you have the younger guys like Caleb Waldeck, yep. Kobe, who just bring <laughs> a lot of energy to the team. And, it, you know, it's a good dynamic of having both, like, older like kind of more serious and then as well as the young guys who are just having fun out there. But I definitely, for sure, it's probably that my sophomore year, that second team. So For sure. Kind of as a follow-up, a little bit different question. What opponent do you enjoy playing against the most, and is there a reason for that? Mm. Are you saying strictly UMAC, or like, are we going like, just in general? Like, just in general. It, can be, it can be either or. Okay. I'll, I'll okay. let him take his okay. pick. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think – I want to say Crown. I think Crown, just because my freshman year, we lost both games to them my freshman year, and I was recruited heavily by them. And so their coach came up to me after the games. He's like, you picked the wrong school. You picked the wrong wow. school. So I was like, wow. It's like, all right. I was like, so then sophomore year when he got back at him, uh, it was good. But they're just always a fun team. You never know what you're ex- going to expect with them. And they just bring a fun energy, a fun crowd. So I think they would be definitely the funnest team to play, I think. Yeah. Do you like their gym? Like I, shooting in their gym? Or no, no, I absolutely hate <laughs> Every time we play there, I'm like, I I hate that gym so okay. bad. They're probably the worst gym in UMAC, to be honest. <laughs> wow. That's my, that's my opinion. That's, that's some strong words. Moving <laughs> we towards the game last night, obviously a big one for the Eagles taking the regular season, or at least a share of the regular season title, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, getting that number one seed in the tournament. How big was that to get that one seed and be able to play in front of the home crowd for the entire UMAC tournament? Uh, it was super big, super big. That's something we've been striving for all season long. Um, definitely wish we could have gone undefeated and you know had that for sure um but 
it's just always fun to play in front of your home crowd. Um, and I've had the opportunity to do that for last year. Um, and it's just the atmosphere is so much is so fun when you have your whole fan section behind you. Um, so to win that and have home court advantage for the playoffs is huge. So for the people that watched or listened to the game last night, there were some problems with the live stream in, in the first half or whatever. Uh, or for people that would be listening to this podcast, you guys get the win 70 to 64. I just looked at all your box scores. 70 is the fewest points you guys have put up this year. Do you think that was more on you guys just not being able to make shots or did Superior do something defensively that maybe got you guys out of your comfort zone in this one? I think um, I think it was a little bit of both. Okay. Um they definitely uh, forced us to take shots, um, a lot of threes, a lot of outside shots. Uh, they clogged up the paint pretty well. Um, but also, we just we, we, we are getting open shots left and right. Our offense was working pretty well. We just could not hit anything in the first half. Um, but yeah, I give credit to Superior, too. They also did their part on defense. So. And coming into it, we knew it was going to be a lower possession game and, like, every every possession counts. So, yeah, it just sucked that we, we uh, shot poorly, but they also they also did pretty well clogging it up inside. So Yeah. You, was it part of the game plan to attack the rim and attack them? I noticed that they had quite a bit of foul trouble, four starters with four fouls, and then a third – or the last starter had three fouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that kind of the game plan to attack them at the rim or just draw fouls, or was that something that just kind of naturally came about? No, yeah, for sure. It was definitely uh, before the game, coaches like, we can drive them, we can attack the rim, and uh, that's what we did. And then, consequently, like, we also shot poorly. So, coach was just telling us, we got to keep going towards the rim because, I mean, we need some layups to fall before we can start knocking down some shots. So, but yeah, that's just, that's also one of court, coach's philosophies, just drive the ball, get in the paint, and, you know, kick it out to open shooters. So we try and, we try and take it to them as, as much as possible. So that's definitely in the game plan. So For sure. Before moving on to this weekend's game and even the conference tournament, a big key in last night's game by the looks of it was rebounding. You guys out-rebounded him 43-29, to 29, 18 offensive rebounds. Is that something the coaches really try to preach, or is that more of just a mindset that you guys have going into each and every game? Because it seems like you guys always hit the offensive glass really hard. No, yeah, that's that's one of coaches. He's just like, offensive rebound, offensive rebound. One of the things we practice in practice a lot is that and then we, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that we have one of the best offensive yeah. rebounders in the game in <laughs> yeah. Tanner Youngberg, but yeah, our coaches we have three guys crashing the rim off every shot. Um, they really preach to uh, attack the offensive board hard because you know it helps. Like we were shooting poorly, but having 18 offensive rebounds really helps if you're not making shots. So mm-hmm. that's yeah a huge part of our game. Absolutely. So moving towards the Saints Glass game on Saturday, following this big win, uh, as of right now, uh, you have this matchup Saturday with them, and you could potentially end up seeing them again on Wednesday. Um, should they beat Crown in the play-in game uh, for the tournament, the first time you guys played them, you guys handled them pretty pretty well, uh, holding them to only one double-digit score. How do you guys go about trying to duplicate that performance in their gym? I think it's just down to uh, discipline and execution. Um, I think what we did against them the first time was just execute the game plan, keep the paint 
um, clogged up so that they can't drive and uh, get to shooters. So as long as I think we have the capability, as long as we stick to the game plan and we stay disciplined um, and stay in ourselves, that we should be able to duplicate that even on in at their place. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how it, how it turns out because also they didn't play their starters for most of the game last mm -hmm. game. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens unfolds there so yeah uh so jenny we talked about this a little bit earlier even if you guys were to drop that game we believe you're still the one seed based on tiebreakers but um let's just say you do end up playing scholastica in that first round game for this game saturday do you almost hold your cards a little bit and you don't want to necessarily give away too much ahead of that game knowing you're going to play them again so quick uh, are there maybe certain sets or offenses you're going to keep in your back pocket, how do you go about that? Because obviously you want to get the win, yep. and it's important yep. to claim that one seed outright, but at the same time, if you're playing against them again in a couple of days, how do you manage that? I think, I mean, honestly, I think we're just going to go at it. I don't think we're going to withhold anything from them, um, especially with this late in the season. I think there's not a whole lot that people haven't seen from us. Mm -hmm. um, so... And a lot of our a lot of our offense is just motion, just move the basketball. Um, so it's not too many things that we have hidden. But I think knowing coach um, and he just strives for a standard. Um, I don't think we're gonna step below that standard just because we have a game. We might play them back to back. So I think we just approach it the way we'd approach any any game. So yeah. Absolutely. For Saturday's game, without if you're not going to withhold things, what is going to be the thing that sets it apart and allows you to come away with that uh, double-digit win that you came away with last time? Um, I think it's just going to be defense. Um, I think, you know, they're going to be at their home place. So, you know, holding, staying, like, knowing everyone's roles on the team, knowing who we're guarding, um, and just being able to execute that is probably going to be what is going to hold up, keep that double digit, because I believe we could have, even if they played their starters the whole game, we'd still have that double digit um, margin at the end, just because, you know, we're disciplined, we stay, we we know our roles, we know our responsibilities, so that will be the key, is just being disciplined on defense, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. We should probably throw this in there now. We will be in Duluth on Saturday. Calling yeah. it here on the Remnant Station for the campus uh, radio station. So we'll be calling both games, so you can tune in there. Just a little plug for that. But here's the question, Johnny. We always do this with any of our guests we have on our podcast. Right. This is something we do on the baseball team as well. If you're going to a desert island, you can only take one player and one coach from the basketball team. Who are you taking? And the reasoning why. you got to let us know why. Okay, for coach, it's probably Coach Kreklow. Kreklo? Yeah. Okay. Probably That's Coach the second Kreklo we've got all out right, of basketball, right. guys. Yep. Coach Kreklo for sure. I don't know. He's just he's just a fun guy to be around. He knows his stuff too. So. Okay. Um, and teammate. Oh, that's good. Man, tough that's, one, huh? That's a tough one. <laughs> teammate. The first person that pops to mind is probably Caleb Waldeck. Okay. Probably just you know <laughs> if you're on a deserted island like you're gonna need someone to like have some fun with you know yeah. he's always he's always down for a good time so he's always he brings the energy so so your approach is more just have some fun when you're yeah, there not yeah. trying to survive or anything I like mean, that i mean i mean i feel like i'm i could help myself survive pretty well so you okay. know yeah i don't know all around i think yeah that'd be a good combo but yeah i don't know that's that's a good question i've never thought about that 
So. Yeah, now you have to go back and ask all the guys on the team that. I know. Yeah. Have yeah. like a spirited <laughs> in the locker room. Like, who you taking? Uh, Desert, yeah. Desert Island. But, Johnny, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, and no uh, good luck the rest of the way. And, yeah. Thanks. Uh, on your pursuit for another NCAA tournament berth, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, it'll so. be fun. It'll be fun. So, thanks awesome. for having me. Moving away from the basketball side of things, the softball team is in action this weekend with their season opener against the Oles of St. Olaf down in the Dundas Dome in uh, southern Minnesota here. I'm not exactly familiar with the Dundas Dome, but I'm going to talk about it like I am. (laughs) I'm going to talk about it like I am familiar with it, but uh, they start off with that. Wyatt, I know that you uh, have something coming out uh, even today with this podcast that will come out later, you'll have something uh, previewing the softball season yep. with Coach DeWanso. Do you want to talk a little bit about that uh, preview? Yes, I, I had a good conversation with Head Coach DeMonso yesterday, actually, and was able to sit down with her, talk about this upcoming season, a little bit about last season, what it's like now that she and the rest of the softball team have been able to win a couple of conference tournament titles. And uh, if you're interested in that, we'll have that audio posted tonight on our website flocktalk.com we'll also have the article up as well so we'll just kind of preview saturday's games a little bit what she thinks of this team the potential for where they can go and yeah i mean i'll I'll go into last year's team a little bit with some key departures in the article and whatnot i'm sure we'll talk about that here right now and we'll get into more of the numbers right now but there'll be some of that mixed in there the preseason poll will be on there so uh lots of good information from her though and we thank her once again for being willing to take that time with us and i I thought it was a really good article to kind of preview the season absolutely and I know we're not going to talk about baseball, but with that being said, I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention we'll have a baseball one up either today or tomorrow. I'm hoping to get that in there today, uh, which is on Thursday, uh, with Coach Jesse Eichem of the baseball team. A real of the character. Coaches. Wyatt, Wyatt uh suggested that he was somebody uh, we should get in contact with and uh, you know he was a really great interview uh, this morning we really appreciated him taking the time out of his day to come in and uh, speak with UNW Flock Talk and uh, it was a great experience and we broke down the uh, the season that's upcoming and you know he told us a little bit about himself too and uh, you know it was a really good experience just getting to know somebody who's not a familiar face on campus and yeah. uh I think it's a great article that will be out later with that interview. Uh, if you want to check that out, that'd be great. Uh, but back to the softball side of things, uh, we talked about this a little bit in previous episodes with the uh, preseason poll. Uh, just a reminder, the softball team was predicted third in the conference, which is where they have finished the last two seasons, but have won uh, the conference tournament. And Wyatt, obviously that conversation with Dumonceau probably gave you some more insight to the key returners. Uh, Who of these returners do you think will play the biggest factor in potentially getting the Eagles back to another NCAA tournament? Yeah, uh, they they definitely lose a few key pieces, but there are a good amount of juniors that are coming back and also the one senior. There's only one senior on the roster, and it's Faith Forshear. Uh, was Mindy her sister? 
cousin. I think so. I don't it's know. It's one for of sure. the two. I it's don't know for sure. But she's obviously life. gone, so now she's the only force year left on this roster. <laughs> she's the only senior on the team. She started every game last year, so she's obviously a big one returning. And then there's a bunch of juniors that are going to have to fill in. Ellie Ronning is one that sticks out. She led the team with six home runs last year, 53 hits. She led the team in slugging, so she's going to have to play a big role for sure. They've got a little bit of depth in pitching returning. Uh, Lexi uh, Kopacek, you good over there, Ty? Yeah, I was trying to plug in my laptop. (laughs) Um, It died on me. Do you know if I'm pronouncing that right, Lexi Kopacek? I think it's Lexi Kopak. Kopak? I think. I'm not sure myself. Well, if she ends up listening to this, we apologize. If you have a suggestion for how to pronounce that correctly, let us know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Um, if you are listening and... Uh, we butchered it. Please yeah. let us know. We we greatly appreciate it. I was actually even told last week that I pronounced the name wrong. Okay. Uh, with, when it came to tennis, and I'm I'm sorry about that, Jack, <laughs> uh, who was actually UMAC Player of the Week this last week. Yeah. And we might mention that here in a minute. We'll yeah. talk about that. But sorry, Jack, that I messed up your name. Uh, so we'll just call her Lexi for now. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, now that we'll we've tried like to we say the Vin. last name, like we did. Vin. Yep. But she <laughs> threw 146 innings last year, so she's the main returner. For pitching, uh, Briggs Carlson's another one. She was four and two on the mound, fifty-seven innings, and then Abby Nelson was seventy-eight and two-thirds on the mound last year for this team as well. And I'm trying to pull up the roster. I don't know if Abby Nelson's back or not. I don't. But anyways, um, and then to go along with that, with the hitters, I mentioned. Obviously, Faith is a big one. Ellie's a big one. You got Courtney Schmidt. She's a two-sport athlete, obviously, basketball player. I was just trying to think about Um, because I was talking to someone about that. And with the basketball team being in Duluth, Saturday afternoon – she more than likely won't be she able to be will at not the first be there. game. Yeah, no, uh, she won't be I, there I at all. Say, I, I, there was some there was some mention of maybe a second game, but I didn't expect that. She will um, not uh, be there at all. So me and Coach DeMunso actually talked about that and how okay. Courtney handles all that. And uh, unfortunately, she won't be there for the opener. But as soon as basketball ends, she'll be with that softball team. Um, depending on how the conference tournament goes, she should be able to make that trip to Florida unless they like make it to the Sweet 16, I think it is. Because mm-hmm. Owen's the same way for baseball. Yep. He'll, he'll come down to Florida with us as long as they don't make the Sweet 16. Um, if they do, then he, he'll miss the trip. So I'm sure it's the same for Courtney. But, yeah, there's a lot of pieces coming back. And then a freshman to keep an eye on is Kendra Hardy, obviously. Volleyball mm-hmm. stud for Northwestern in the fall. And now she's hitting the diamond to play a little softball. She pitches. She's a utility player and uh, mm-hmm. certainly has an opportunity to make a big impact right away. So there's actually seven freshmen on this roster. So it's a good mix of newcomers as well as some returning players to keep eyes on. Absolutely. That's huge uh, in a season where uh, you know, you're coming off of – a second straight NCAA tournament appearance. You bring in some familiar faces who uh, are going to contribute, or some familiar faces who will contribute. Uh, like you mentioned, Ellie Ronning was uh, key in that uh, run last year. Uh, was a big part of their offense. They bring back several pitchers, um, so they they look to be in a good spot uh, for that. We're going to transition here to the tennis, uh, as we mentioned, Jack. Gerkink, uh, I'm going to say that correctly if I'm not mistaken. Is that the correct I, way? I, I was told it's Gerkink, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, I will I will double check with my source who told me I was wrong last week and make sure I got it right this week. Uh, but he was named UMAC Player of the Week uh, for tennis this week uh, after going 4-0 and on Saturday. Uh, so congratulations, Jack. 
uh, really well done there. Uh, multiple Eagles did really well in that uh, in that match. I for yeah. some reason I always get caught on that with tennis because theirs is different than uh, games. Obviously, with like basketball and baseball, they call it matches. Yeah, that always trips me. Yeah, up. it's always messed me up too. <laughs> and I know your brother played tennis, so oh, yeah. you, you have more experience. So that makes me feel a little bit better that it still trips you up uh, as well. Uh, but he received. Uh, player of the week honors um, moving to the fantasy game and our predictions we got to do our predictions so let, let's maybe start with those yeah I like the predictions we, first. we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't do those yet for the basketball games we'll be at the game and we'll be calling them uh, better get this written in here uh, Wyatt you obviously uh, will be up there with me uh, so yeah. what what do you think will be the score, and who's the X factor? Uh, which game? Men's. We'll start We're with doing men's because the men's will be the first game. Um. Yeah, I think the Eagles will win this one. Uh, you know, talking to Johnny, they they're gonna go at him, and obviously, even with a potential rematch less than a week away from when they will play them this Saturday, they're still gonna give it everything they got. I think the Eagles will come away with this one. I'm going to go 88 to 76. And impact for this one, let's go with Solomon. Solomon. Solomon will be the impact guy in this one. 88 76 with Solomon being uh, my impact player. All right. I, I totally uh, agree that the Eagles will win this one. Um, and obviously the bias uh, comes out a little bit in this, but. You know, after the last performance, uh, I think that the Eagles will get this one done. I feel like it'll be a close one, though, uh, just simply because when you look at that last game, they didn't play their starters the entire second no. half, and we touched on that in a different podcast, so I won't get too much into that. Uh, but I also think that maybe that could be something that hurts the Eagles is you have that confidence going in, you have that one seed locked in. Uh, so I think it'll be one of those games – that will be uh, a little bit more difficult to um, try to hit that full potential that you've been playing at for several weeks now. So I'm going to say it'll be 77 to 68 is what I will say. I think it'll be a low-scoring one uh, just because of that factor that they already have things locked up, so their motivation might not be as uh, as high uh, I'm going to go with Noah Ulm is going to be my X factor. Uh, if he can score like he's been scoring, I think that they'll do just fine. Um, but now moving towards the women's game, Wyatt, big one as we talked about earlier on in the episode, we had uh, we had the uh, shoot, I just blanked on it. Oh, it was the matchups this weekend. Yeah. Us versus Alaska, North Central versus Morris. Yeah. Big matchup. Uh, and I'll remember what I said this time. Uh, Wyatt, what's your prediction for the Eagles this weekend? You know, this is another tough one. Uh, Scholastica played really well against Northwestern on the road the first time around. Uh, it was kind of a shock, I think, for a lot of Eagles fans. And honestly, we just looked at it, by the way, and Morris is penciled in as the four seed, at least on the UMAC site. Mm -hmm. meaning that this game doesn't mean really anything for Northwestern in a sense. Scholastica's mm -hmm. trying to make the playoff still as that five seed potentially. 
I mm-hmm. I think Scholastica is going to win this game. Actually, I do. I, I think it'll be sixty to sixty three. Scholastica gets this win, and if Northwestern does want to win this game, I mean, I feel like picking Kelsey is just kind of like an easy out almost because obviously now with Megan out, she Mm -hmm. really has to step up. But I'm going to go Brooklyn. If you remember last year, she hit Mm. the game winner there towards the end of the season. Uh, And it's certainly a place where I think she could have another good performance. Yeah. um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I think I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, Just because obviously – uh, you mentioned that Morris is penciled in at the four, but I think that um, Coach Call is going to look at last night's game and uh, obviously wasn't a great night for the Eagles. And I don't think that that's going to sit well with him, especially if they have to if they have to play that game and then try to go into the conference tournament off of two straight losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just don't see Coach Call uh, letting the Eagles. Um, rest on the fact that they potentially have that three seed. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Eagles in a close one. It'll be 63 to 58. So we both have similar scores. We both have similar scores. The only difference is you have it uh, 63 to 60 one way. I have it 63 to 58 the other way. My X factor, uh, I'm going to say it's going to be uh, Haley Pop off the bench. Okay, that's a good one. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Haley and... It, it has nothing to do with I, – I think the starters will do their thing uh, that they normally do, but Haley is going to be that person who um, might not necessarily mirror what Megan Roberts does off the bench, but I think that she'll play an important role in filling the the uh, filling the scoring and the uh, inside presence that Megan Roberts leaves behind, and I think yeah. that'll be her job. And I think that if the Eagles are going to win this one, they're going to need her to step up. Now moving on to the final segment here, we have the fantasy game. Wyatt mm-hmm. in the a hole, 25 points, 74 to 49 is the score. It's going to be a better we're gonna weekend. Pick four new, we're going to pick four new players. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say, so we pick every other alternate, um, like we did last week. We started with the women's team. Uh, Wyatt, since you are. Uh, riding shotgun on this edition of the podcast, we'll let you take your pick as to whether or not you want the first pick, first and fourth oh. pick, or the second and third pick. You already know I'm taking second and third. Oh, he's gonna. You go get to choose which one though we do first. Yeah, because that's oh, what I got women. to. It's women. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay, I'm you saying, can change that women. if you want. But I'm okay. saying women's because I think we should just keep it the same for that. All right, that's fair. Uh, and then you get the pick. So then I will start. Ah, oh, man, I'm gonna keep Rio. I'm gonna keep, keep Rio, Rio Anders. I don't blame you. She she does um, a really nice job inside. Uh, her rebound total from the last game really helped me uh, get those points. Um, I'm trying to – I know it was close to a double-double. I'm trying to remember – or it was over a double-double, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I'm doing it off memory. Yeah, 15 points, 11 rebounds really helped mm-hmm. me. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Rio because I think that she'll be able to provide another performance like that. Yeah, this is tough because Rio, to me, was the obvious choice for this one for the <laughs> women. Uh, there were 26 turnovers the last time the Eagles played Scholastica. So turnovers are negative two. So that's yep. something to keep in mind. So I'm a little hesitant to pick somebody who's going to have the ball in their hands a lot, like Kelsey. So I'm going to go with Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, we know she played really well there the last time around. Uh, last mm-hmm. year as a freshman, so 
Let's go with Brooklyn. She was also my impact player for this one, so I'm kind of sticking with that theme, even though it didn't really work for me <laughs> on Wednesday. Yeah, and then fair. in the men, there's no doubt I'm, I'm going to be picking Tanner here. Yeah, he, he had 20 good. rebounds the last time he played these guys, so he should feast on the glass. He doesn't turn it over very much, so he doesn't no. get you negative points. No. <laughs> He's just really solid, so I got got to go with Tanner. Yeah, he he really is. And uh, Wyatt, Wyatt digging into my team there. Um Man, I got now. I got to pick because Tanner was my guy last week, obviously for the men's team. Uh, I'm gonna look real quick here. You know, oh man, I'm gonna take Michael Moore again. He had a nice day against them the last time, uh, so I'm gonna stick with Michael Moore, who was my other uh, men's player last week, um, because I think he just really has. Uh, an all-around game. The last time they played, eight assists, fourteen points, uh, four rebounds, and only one turnover. So yeah. I really like that um, as they get ready to play this one for the women's team. You know what? I'm I I heard your concern about picking a ball handler with the turnovers, but I'm going to throw caution to the wind. I'm going to take Kelsey okay. uh, because I think that she'll have a, a bounce back game and she'll score score quite a few points and. Um, even if they key on her, she'll be able to get some assists. She's going to have to score a, a lot of points if the Eagles are going to have success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would definitely say that. Um, so you're up for the women's. Let's go with... I'm going to hope that Crenshaw gets a lot of rebounds in this one. I'm going to keep that theme away from picking guards. I'm going to go with Crenshaw. Okay. Miranda Crenshaw. All right. And the final guys player for you. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Solomon didn't play the last time out. With that being said, uh, against Glastica, that is, I'm actually going to pick Kyle. Uh, okay. I, I'll, th- I'll take Kyle. He had actually a, a little bit of a tough game last night up in Superior, so I think he'll have a big-time bounce-back game, and mm-hmm. he's just so versatile in so many ways. So I'll go Kyle. Mm-hmm. See, I'm struggling right now because – you left Solomon there, and he didn't play the last time against him, but but he could be a key player. Uh, but also, I look at the last time they played, and Brady Peterson went off. Uh, 18 points and six rebounds. Well, and we all know what happened in the conference tournament a year ago as well. I know. So I'm, I'm really struggling with which one to pick right now. I'm going to take Solomon just because Brady, Brady while I think he is um, a solid player, uh, I just don't know how consistent those numbers will be yeah. off the bench, yeah. you know? Um, especially if Solomon and Tanner play well. Brady's minutes might not be what they were in this one where he played 27 minutes. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at the box score, he started and, like you said, play, played a lot, and that's yeah. not necessarily the case anymore at this point in the season. Yeah, so I, it's just tough to pick that. So I'm going to take Solomon. Wyatt's going to hope to uh, make the comeback this weekend. Could he's be gonna, a better week. He's going to need a lot of help. We're going to be covering that game on Saturday, like we mentioned, starting at 3 on The Remnant. Uh, so you can tune in there. The Sunday edition of the podcast, we want to bring this up really quickly because it's going to be kind of unique. We we yeah. film on or we record on Sundays. I keep saying film, but we record on Sundays. Um, but I will not be here on Sunday because I will be 
at home uh, dealing with some medical stuff. Uh, so Wyatt will be in the studio hosting. I'm going to be calling in to the studio. We're going to try and film it that way, so it'll be a shorter podcast. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get that done for you guys because um, we we just really love doing this, and we appreciate the viewers, and we want you guys to uh, have a podcast to listen to. Uh, so briefly, just want to mention that I don't know if Wyatt's got anything to add to that, but yeah, uh, like you said, it'll be a little bit shorter. There is a lot to get to. We'll have to recap softball's first two games. Uh, we'll talk basketball a little bit because you know we will have covered the games on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We won't necessarily spend too much time with it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we'll have an athlete of the week, which, I mean, you can go into that as well yep. right now if you want. But otherwise, it'll be same as usual. You'll just be calling in. Yeah, and it'll be a little, a bit, little shorter, bit shorter, like you yep. said. Um, athlete of the week, we're trying to decide who to pick right now. If you have a nomination, uh you can message us on Facebook, message us on Twitter. There's lots of ways to get a hold of us. Yeah, I mean, our <laughs> contact information is on the website, www.unwflocktalk.com. Uh, you can, message, like I said, message us on Facebook and Twitter. You can comment on previous posts and say, uh, I think this person should be Athlete of the Week. We want to hear from you guys. If you have somebody to select, uh, we would love to cover them and uh, – you know, there's no qualification to be the athlete of the week. So if there's just an athlete um, that you want to nominate, we will attempt to make them our athlete of the week. Uh, so just let us know, and we will we'll do our best to uh, bring that to you here on the podcast. That is all for this edition of the podcast. We really appreciate you guys listening. If you enjoyed this, share with your friends. Uh, just help us grow our network here of listeners and we would greatly appreciate that thanks to johnny as well for coming in and uh yeah we'll be back with that monday edition it'll be a little different best of luck to all the teams participating this weekend yeah and thanks again for listening to the unw flock talk podcast that's all we've got today thanks for joining us